Hello, hello, and welcome to Business of Design, episode 258, and I know who you are. You are a fabulous interior design professional. How do I know you're fabulous? Because all my people are fabulous interior design professionals, and I can't tell you how happy that makes me. Speaking of happy, happy new year. Wait, what? I missed it? It's too late for that? Darn. Because on this episode, I wanted to share a New Year's resolution. But if it's too late, hmm, what else can we talk about? Oh, it's not too late? Cool. Here it is. You know, before I tell you what it is, I don't really make New Year's resolutions, do you? Because now I know if something is worth changing, it's worth changing on March 7th rather than waiting till January 1st. And the big things I always want to change but never seem to change, like losing weight or making my bed every morning, those things, they just can't go on the list anymore. Been there, done that too many times, so forget it. This resolution is different, and it has something to do with our community in particular. Now, I don't think it's limited to the business of design community. I think there are lots of people out there listening who will relate to what I'm going to talk about. But you know who I care about, right? That's you. So I would like to propose a new New Year's resolution starting today, whatever the date is, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. And I will tell you all about that after we hear from the one, the only, the fabulous Miss Cheryl Horn. She's going to tell us what's going on at Business of Design. Hey, we're really glad you're here. Hey, Cheryl, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm like crazy. I'm going crazy because I started this project for the Business of Design Elite Retreat Santa Monica. I promised that I was going to teach something new this year, something different. And I have a really, really good, juicy topic planned. I'll give you a hint what it is. Cheryl already knows. Don't worry, I'm gonna let you talk soon. <laughs> you should see her face. All right, here it is. After doing this particular job for so many years, the job of being a professional interior designer, I now have a variety of elements I think of as standards, best practices, simple things like how high should light switches be, or what type of paint I use complicated things, like how I present a whole house to a client top to bottom. These standards are like shortcuts on a keyboard. If I know I always do it this way and 100% of my clients love it this way, why wouldn't I want to repeat that over and over again? So I'm going to open up and share some of the standards that I rely on every single day when I'm working with clients. I'll also share some of the standard language I use in a variety of situations. And if you're coming to the retreat, and you are coming to the retreat, right? I mean, it's been two years. I need you. I need this FaceTime. If you're coming to the retreat, I hope you'll share some of your standards with everyone else because I always learn so much 
at the retreats. I think it's time I let Cheryl talk. I think this was terribly rude. I say, hey, Cheryl, what's happening at Business of Design? And then I just cut her off. It's like I put duct tape on her mouth, but I didn't actually put duct tape on her mouth. Cheryl, can you speak? Are you muted? I think it's your turn. Well, you might have cut me off, but my introductions just keep getting better and better about how fabulous I am. So I'll take it. Um, So, you know, I feel like you've already done a spiel for uh, the Business of Design Elite Retreat Santa Monica. So I will just jump right into the details. So that is happening Thursday, April 28th to Sunday, May 1st. Complete details are on the website. Registration is open. Members do still save $500 on their ticket and we're filling up, which is pretty exciting. It's been a long time since we've seen people face to face. So uh, we are very much looking looking forward to seeing everyone in Santa Monica. So of course, head to, the de- head to the website for details. Reach out to me, Cheryl, at businessofdesign.com if you have any questions. And hopefully we will see everyone in Santa Monica in just, you know, three short months. I think that's going to go by really quick. So if you're interested, get your tickets now. Thank you. I'm feeling pretty optimistic about this year ahead, I have to say. Thanks, Cheryl. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Okay, on to Happy New Year's and the New Year's resolution. I hope your New Year was happy. Mine was really happy. I'll tell you what was also happy. My end of year performance analysis. Whoa, did you have a good year? I had a great year, a stupid year. I guess I should have known because we were so busy and as the owner of the company, because we were all at home, I was doing so many tasks myself rather than pass them to someone else. So my profit margin took a healthy bump, which was really nice. I don't say any of this because I'm awesome or I'm bragging. I say this because if you knew where I started, how I lost money year after year and how far I've come. I know it would give you the courage you need to make the changes you need to make in order to push yourself further than you ever imagined. To help you with that, well, first of all, business of design membership, period, full stop. Come on. This is a gift, people. Jump on and start implementing right away. But with this podcast, I also hope to help this community. I know it's helped me to consider this New Year's resolution, and to savagely look for this issue to crop up in my life and snuff it out. Well, it's not actually an issue, more like a word, one word, a bad word, a horrible word. Well, it's not really a horrible word. When used in different context, it can be a lovely word. But when it's used the way so many of us use it, Ugh, it's a dreadful, dreadful word. It's an adverb. I thought it was a qualifier, but I think it's an adverb. 
but it might be a qualifier that acts as an adverb or an adverb that acts as a qualifier. I don't know. They both modify other words, right? I'll give you some obvious examples. Very big, super pretty, fairly slow. We use qualifiers and adverbs all the time. We just never think of them that way. I was always taught that those are lazy words. If you would describe what you're talking about better, so rather than very big, you would say massive, towering, monumental, colossus. I have a friend who's a linguist, and he's the guy I rely on when I have a question like this, but I couldn't reach him today. So we're going to have to live in suspense, not knowing if this word is a qualifier or an adverb. And I have a feeling it can be used as both. Life is full of ambiguity. Do you think I should tell you what the word is now? My New Year's resolution? All right, here it is. My New Year's resolution, my hope for the community, is that we can stop using the word Did you guess it? I wanted to give a little pause there, a dramatic pause, because I know some of you are trying to guess. Did you guess it? The tiny little corrosive word I'm talking about is just. Not just as in fair or morally right, like a just and democratic society. Not just meaning exactly, that's just what I was looking for and not just having anything to do with time, meaning very recently. I just put that there. I mean just as in only or merely. You know what I mean. I'm just a decorator. I just have a little design firm. I just work for myself. I just work part-time. I just do this for fun because my partner makes a good living. I just charge $50 an hour because this is just for fun. I just charge $150 an hour because I'm self-taught. I just charge $150 an hour because I live in a rural location and people don't value design. Or I just charge $150 because I live in New York City and there are so many designers. Just as in a way of playing small. Just as a prelude to justifying bad behavior or to signify something is smaller than you think it is. Just, just, just. One of the biggest stumbling blocks early in my career was Playing small, keeping myself small, justifying the behavior that went along with running just a decorating company or just working from home. We hear that a lot, as if renting an office space would make you better at the work you do, make you more talented somehow. This limited mindset... It limited a lot of things. It limited opportunities that I looked for. It limited my drive to improve my business systems, to improve my profitability. It limited the zeal with which I approached improvement. It's so insidious, right? At least it was for me. I didn't realize how I was limiting myself in so many ways, keeping myself small, really. The word just is 
signaling to everyone I'm about to put myself in a smaller box. When I play small, in part because I believe that I'm small, insignificant, unworthy, when I accept that, when I wear that like a mantle, I'm not setting myself up for future success, right? I am allowing myself to stay small. And if I'm honest, when I first started out, the thought, if I stay small, if I play small, then when the mistakes happen, because they will, the clients can't really be mad at me. I mean, after all, I'm just a little design shop, right? What if rather than playing small and feeling small, I could embrace right now, wherever I am, wherever you are, that I'm part of a multi-billion dollar industry and that I have almost unlimited opportunity to grow my business. What if I could really accept that? How would I behave differently? What decisions would I make? What goals and intentions would I set for myself if that was where I was starting? Today, I know large, small, those are relative terms. They don't really mean anything. I do myself a better service by focusing on key metrics. How many of my ideal projects do I have in the pipeline right now? What income did I generate this past year and what profit margin did I enjoy on those past projects? By focusing on tangible results, I can stop worrying about playing small. Besides, small is a relative term, isn't it? If I increase my profit margin by 1%, I can get big gains on my bottom line. Small can be mighty, but not the way I use it. Not when it starts with just. I'd like to lose that word. It seems to do more harm than good. That's it for me. At this point, I'm just rambling. Thanks for being here. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, You'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today 